0: The following story has been brought to you by StoriesToInspire.org. Similar myself from the Paris Yosef brought down the name of the Ger-Rebi at the end of uh, Parshishmos. There was a city that was experiencing tremendous amount of Tzoros. And there was a Tzadik in that city who was on his deathbed. And the Rav of the city went to this tzaddik and this tzaddik was known to have a tremendous koach at tefilah Whenever he davened, whatever he davened for was mikuyim right away. So the Rav of the city said, tzaddikim Bimisosim You had such a koach during your lifetime of tefilah. Imagine what it's going to be like after you leave this world. So I want you to promise me the first thing you do in the next world is to go and beg the Rabboni Shalom to take away the Tzorah from this city. And the Tzaddik promised, and he was nifter. An and a week went by, and the Tzorah got worse. And two weeks, the Tzorah got even worse. And finally, the Tzaddik appeared to this Rav in a dream. After two weeks... And he said to the Rav, you probably are very, very much wondering why I didn't keep my word. And why I didn't go and beg that tsara should go away from the city. But you should know, he said, from where I am now, it's not tsara that's happening to the city. It's the best thing that could be. I can't daven that good things go away. You see it as a tsara. you daven, I can't. If that's the case, and everything I told you was true, then why do we daven? Why do we daven? The Saurus should go away. If we believe they're not Saurus, It's only because we don't see it. Because we're limited by time. But if they're really not Saurus, then why do we daven? <laughs> Person, Rachman, the Son of comes to the Rabban, and Hashem v'nei Why doesn't the Rebellion turn around and say, I know you're sick. I made you sick. And I don't do anything that's not good. So you must really need to be sick. So what are you diving to me that I should take something good away from you? Because you don't understand. Why would the Rebellion want to listen to us? Imagine, doctor comes and examines a patient in the hospital. He says the patient needs a painful operation. But he's sure the patient will live another 50 happy, healthy years if he has the operation. And if he doesn't have the operation, he'll die in two hours for sure. Black and white. Operation, 50 happy, healthy years. No operation, two hours out of this world. I made up the muscle, I can make it up any way I want. Those are the two options. And the patient looks up at the doctor and says, Doctor, I don't like pain. It hurts. Please don't give me the operation. If you were the doctor, would you listen to them? They pleaded with you. You know that the operation is good for them. You know that they don't understand. You know that in 20 years they'll give you a tremendous sheva for giving them the operation. So why would the doctor want to listen to the patient? And if the patient really understood, why would he want to beg the doctor to do something different? So why do we do it? The answer is, the marshal's not a good marshal. The marshal should be the following. doctor examines the patient. patient needs a painful operation. The operation will give them 50 happy, healthy years. Without the operation, they're going to die. However, the doctor says, the only reason that the patient needs the operation is because their body is very, very weak and because the body is so weak, the medicine that the doctor has, some bitter medicine that could do the same thing as the operation, but the body's too weak to be able to integrate that medicine. If this person could just be a little bit stronger then the bitter medicine can take the place of the operation. Not only that, if the patient could be even stronger than that, I have some sweet medicine that could do the same thing. But according to the matzo that this patient is in, needs the operation, the other things won't help. Doctor goes out to prepare for the operation, and the patient begins to exercise in the bed. Pull-ups, push-ups. Doctor comes back in an hour. And he examines the patient again, and he sees the body is much stronger. He says, fine, I don't have to give you the operation anymore. Now I can give you the bitter medicine. And he says, wait, doctor, come back another hour. I'll do some more exercise and give me the sweet medicine. On Rosh Hashanah, we wish each other a shana Tova Umasuka. Every year is good. The worst tragedies are good but they're not sweet. Sometimes, because of our massive, we need the good to happen in a very bitter way. And if we change our massive Rav Shem, Shem says, one concept of tefillah, it's not the only one, but it's one concept of tefillah. hispa'l is hispa'el, it's reflexive. We're not changing our Kodesh Baruch Hu's mind by davening. We're changing ourselves. A person who davens, who shows that he's a mindman by Shem, he turns to the Rabboni Shalom. It changes him. Sometimes more, sometimes less. Depends how much kavana you have when you daven. Depends how much exercise you do. Some people say that's why we shuckle when we daven. Spiritual exercise. It we be mechazik yourself. Mechazek and Nesham, you're a different person. So a different person, now the, the tov that had to come through the tzara can now happen in a way that's sweet. So when we dive in, we change our matzah. And tefillah has a tremendous kohach to be able to change a person's entire being. And what's good for him now may not have to happen in the bitter way, could happen in a sweet way. There's only one problem with that. Imagine again, you're standing there by the bed of this poor sick person who the doctor says that it's a shame that their body is so weak because under the circumstances they need a uh, a painful operation but if their body could just be stronger if they could exercise a little bit then maybe they could get by with bitter or sweet medicine and you're standing there and this is your best friend and you say Doctor, this person is almost dead. He can't exercise anything. But I'm his best friend. And I promise you, I'm going to go home now. And for the next hour, I'm exercising for him. So uh, don't give him the operation. Just give him the bitter or sweet medicine. I'll exercise for him. Put his name on the wall. I'm exercising the shame. The obvious question is if that's how Tefila works, how do you die him for somebody else? How do you exercise for someone else? One push the tarots, which will suffice for now. When I was a youngster, I could not take pills. I gagged on them. So my parents had to dissolve it. If I had to take a pill, dissolve it in my milk, or ch- chop it up in my cereal. I had a son. Today, Baruch Hashem, I can take seven, eight pills at a time, no problem, every day. I have a son, when he was about five years old, also had the same problem. But then medicine had advanced and they made a lot of medicines in liquid form. So most of the time wasn't a problem for him. One time he had an infection on his toe and the doctor said there is no antibiotic for this infection that is in liquid form and you can't dilute the, the antibiotic. It comes in pill form, a big pill, and you have to take it the way it is. So I told my son, me we always try to give you the medicine in liquid form. Here the doctor said you can't do it. You're gonna have to take this pill. And if you can't take it, I'm going to sit on you, open your mouth, and your mother's going to throw the pill down your throat." He said, Tati, this is ridiculous. My toe is infected. Why are you chepping my mouth? <laughs> Put the, toe, the pill on my toe. Good question for a five-year-old. What's the answer? It's not your toe and your mouth, it's you. What goes into your mouth affects your... Your digestive system goes into your circulatory system and eventually is absorbed in the place where it's needed. Kod Yisrael Aravim Zeboze tells the Rosh Hashiva, says, doesn't mean that we're responsible one for the other. That would be kol Yisrael Aravim Zeloze. Kod Yisrael Aravim Zeboze means that we're all mixed together. We're all part of one organism. Kol Yisrael, we're all one organism. One Nishama. So what affects one person affects another person too. And therefore if there's a change in me, ultimately, indirectly, it's a change in you too. Enjoyed this story? Come again. Bring a friend, stories to inspire dot org.